Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. I'm your host, Heather, and we're bringing it back to aesthetics. We are out of the love story that I was sharing the last couple of weeks and back into the business side of things, but also very useful information for my people that are not in the injectable industry. And I was asking myself earlier this week, like, self, what topic can we talk about next? Because you guys that have been listening to me for a while, number one, (laughs) I just want to, let me just side story here. Number one, thank you so much for sticking by me for this last, the last two years. I think we celebrated two years of having the Sex, Love, and Injectables podcast, even though there was a big break in between seasons. We still count it, right? Like that still counts, I think. But Preston and I were listening to some episodes of the first season, which I don't recommend. I don't recommend this. Not, I guess, you know, there's not a lot of people in similar circumstances that have podcasts, but if you do, it's almost like if you're going through that Britney 2008 period of life, but you record it and then you're, you know, new transformative growth like person self listens to it later with your fiance it's very cringy I cringe I'm thankful for those times but it was cringy man there's been so many changes that have taken place so anyway we were listening to some of the episodes from season one and so I just want to thank everybody who's stuck by my side there has been some serious serious change. We've gone from a shit show to a shit show, but just a little bit more refined one, you know? So anyways, I was saying that because I'm not the most organized person, which can make it, you would think kind of tricky to have a podcast because you want to plan these shows. But honestly, I think it works out great because I just kind of go in and, and go with whatever's on my mind. So you guys get the unedited, real authentic version of me, which is I'm kind of a dork and I claim it. And so I think it's okay. But anyway, so I was thinking about what topic to talk about this week and cancellation policies kept coming into my mind. And I was like, self, can we really do an entire episode covering cancellation policies? Because it's just me in this room, which it's great. I'm an introvert. You know, I love having guests on here, but it's just me. So even though I'm talking to thousands of people right now, I'm just talking to myself, which is not an an unusual thing. I do that all the time. Matter of fact, that probably worries Preston sometimes because I'll have a whole conversation with myself and it's great. I'm, I'm good company. So anyways, the answer is yes, I could do an entire episode covering cancellation policies and I'm gonna make this kind of entertaining for everybody. So for my injectable friends, You're going to benefit from listening to this episode because if you don't have a cancellation policy in place, you're going to understand why you should. And if you do have a cancellation policy in place, you're going to understand why you shouldn't feel guilty for enforcing it and why you should enforce it on every single person that cancels outside of your policy. And for my clients, You're going to benefit from listening to it because I think that listening to our perspective on why we have these cancellation policies will help you better understand why we 
want you to pay them if you don't make your appointment in a timely manner or if you cancel your appointment not being in a timely manner. So I just hope that you guys listen with open hearts and open understanding. And hopefully you're not like, we're not paying this effing cancellation fee or whatever. I don't know. You're probably not going to write over cancellation fee. I don't know. But yeah, I could talk about this for days, I think. So if you are an injector, leave me a comment on my social media, which is injector underscore Heather on Instagram. Let me know if you have a cancellation policy in place, because I'm curious how many of you do. I'm curious because, you know, back in the day when I first started injecting um, 2015, I didn't have any policy in place. And, you know, I I credit that to just (laughs) not having to worry about trust issues. I trusted everybody and everybody, you know, I believed your word. And, um, and so I just, you know, I trusted that if you made an appointment that you would show up to your appointment and then like all good things, somebody had to fuck that up. And I'm going to tell the story of who fucked that up for everybody else. So once upon a time, my client will call her Jane. Jane canceled her appointment with me about one hour before her scheduled visit. Now, this doesn't happen very often, thankfully, but when it does, it's really frustrating for us. And I'll talk a little bit more about why that's frustrating for us, as you can imagine. But she canceled it one hour before her scheduled visit. Why, may you ask? Because I do try to take notes on these things. I like, I try to find out why in the least like intrusive manner, like I'll word it, you know, is there a reason you're canceling this soon to your appointment? Uh, just for documentation purposes, I usually train my receptionist to say these things so that I'm not the bad guy and, and she'll, she's a saint. My receptionist, Bria, shout out. She is a saint. Side note, love you. But she will typically ask them, like, we, we like to document our cancellations. Um, are you willing to provide your reason for canceling? It's a great way to word it if you don't have a way. So anyways, I asked her in that manner. And she told me that it was because her mother had passed away. No disrespect to anybody out there who has had similar circumstances at all. And I am not a monster and I do have emotions. However, what Jane failed to remember is that she had used this excuse before. Now you may also be thinking like, Okay, to be fair, it could have been her stepmom or it could have been, you know, any other kind of bonus mom. That's fair. That is fair. I give you that. However, I don't think this was the case because this was not the first time that her mother passed away, nor was it the second time her mother passed away. This was the third time. And just to give her even more benefit of the doubt, maybe she had. More than one bonus mom. Maybe this was like sister wives. She could have several moms out there. I don't know. Respectfully, I'm not trying to be offensive. But this was the third time. And so, you know, naturally, when I saw that in her notes, I decided 
to become an, an investigator that day. And we'll, we'll call that stage five investigation. Everybody has those friends that they go to when they need more information. Um, I used to have one of those friends and then I learned her skills. And so now I am that friend. So, you know, and this is easy. It's not like I like PI'd her and followed her around. That'd be weird. That'd be stalkering. We don't recommend that. That's against the law. Don't do it. But you can go on social media and just peek around a little bit. You know, that's social media is public for a reason. It's free information. And what I noticed is that, what was her name again? Jane? Jane was at a beach in Mexico lit. Or at least it looked like she was lit. Anyway, it just looked, it didn't look like Jane was preparing for a funeral or sad, which again, let's continue to have benefits of the doubts. Okay. Maybe one of the bonus moms passed away in Mexico and they were having like an Irish celebration of life and they're getting lit and, you know, belly dancing and, Drinking shots of tequila off each other's belly buttons. This, it could be reasonable. Either way. I decided that day that I was going to start a cancellation policy just to protect my time. And that's how you should word your policy to your clients. This is not a punishment. This is a protection of your time. So, and then just, you know, for everybody else that's still kind of wondering how Jane's mom is doing. During my investigation process on social media in the most, you know, lawful way possible, her mother is alive and well. I just would like to say that. I have not seen Jane since the third time. I think she was embarrassed because, you know, I, I didn't confront her. I just gently said, hey, you know, I appreciate you for telling me, even though, even though it was an hour before the appointment, I do appreciate when people tell me that they're not showing up to their appointment, even if it's an hour, because let's be real, I'd rather you tell me an hour before your appointment than sit at the office for an hour and wait for you. So I do appreciate that. So while I appreciated her telling me, I did say, you may want to make sure that you're not posting yourself partying in Mexico. I know that sounds creepy. Yes, I looked, but it just seemed a little suspicious. And, um, and so while I value you as a client, um, this is the third time that your mom has died and I, um, and now I have trust issues and now everybody else is going to have to deal with the consequences of having a cancellation policy, which honestly, I really don't think the consequences are that great. So, and this is, this is really weird. Okay. So once I'd put the cancellation policy in place. It's awkward. It's such an awkward thing in our industry. And I'm so confused as to why. I don't know how this happened, but most places that I know have cancellation policies. For example, my therapist, he has a cancellation policy. If you cancel your appointment within 24 hours of the appointed time, you're charged 100% of the visit. And there are times that I have to cancel within that 24 hour period. And I know then I'm going to get charged for that visit. I don't bitch to him. I don't complain. I don't write an evil Google review saying how selfish and greedy he is to take my money. Why? Because he reserved an hour of his personal time, well, professional time to spend with me. 
and I canceled it. And so rather than him sitting there doing nothing, now he can, you know, enjoy the amount that I needed to pay for that appointment and go do his thing. Uh, Plastic surgeons, they have cancellation fees. Now, I don't know. I'm sure some people bitch about it. But to my understanding, most people understand and expect those. Uh, Random, I tried on dresses because, you know, I got engaged a little... (laughs) A little under two weeks ago. So of course, like I'm I'm already doing the thing. Which by the way, can side note, people getting married, did you know that it takes forever to get a dress? Like we are gonna elope this summer. And I went to a dress shop in Chicago. I thought that that would be really nice to to get a dress from there because Preston's from Chicago. I was born in Chicago, so I just thought like sentimentally it would be a good idea. And I get this dress and she's like, we're gonna have to put a rush order on it. And I'm like for real, a rush order. It's like next year. And she's like, yeah, no. Anyways, that was a rabbit hole. I have ADD. I'm aware of it. But anyway, the dress shop that I booked an appointment for had you put a credit card down because in their cancellation fee policy, if you cancel your appointment within 24 hours, you're charged $100. And I did that without bitching because I knew that if I didn't put my card down, I wouldn't get the appointment. And um, and I don't even think that that's like, I think I spent like 30 minutes there. So I don't know. I just, that was random. But my point is a lot of places have cancellation policies in place. Why do people fight the cancellation policy in our industry? And if this is just not our industry, let me know in the comment section. I would be curious to know if other industries are facing, um, you know, attacks from, from clients having to pay the cancellation fee. Cause I can't even tell you guys how many people have come after me for having a cancellation fee. And I don't even think that mine is crazy. My cancellation policy states that you have up until 48 hours before your appointment to cancel the appointment. If you cancel your appointment within that 48 hour window, you get charged a hundred dollars. No exceptions, no refunds, no transfers. And I just, let me share some of the common arguments because I thought that this was reasonable. But some of the common arguments that I get for this are, well, I didn't know that I was going to get sick. Well, I didn't know that my tire was going to be flat. Well, I didn't know that, you know, whatever. Look, I get that. I didn't know either that you were going to deal with that. But because you're dealing with that, I'm now at a loss. And for time, for energy, and for money. And I don't think that having a cancellation policy means that you're greedy because my average treatment amount is, I would say, $900. And for an hour in my room, more or less. And it cost, if you really take into consideration everything, the rent of my facility, the amount of money I pay employees and contractors, the electricity, all the utilities, all of the, I think I said utilities twice, I don't know, all of the inventory that I pay for. If you can take that into consideration, it cost about $300 per room per hour to run my business, loosely. 
So when you don't show up to your appointment, it's not just about that isolated incident. It's a loss. And it takes a little while for us to fill those appointments. And so, and some people will be like, well, if you fill that appointment, why would you charge me? Because it's still extra time out of my day to try to get that appointment filled. And unfortunately, time is money. And even though I am not a greedy person, I still have to make a living for my family. So $100 is really a fraction of the cost um, of what I would be receiving. And I'm still at a loss if you think about everything that I just said. So, you know, I've had, man, I've had people like really get upset with me. And so I try to word it injectors. I try to word it like this. I understand things happen. I understand that there are things that happen that are out of our control that may cause you to miss this appointment. And that is exactly why I have this policy in place for those reasons. Because again, this is not a punishment for people that just are irresponsible or just unable to face their person to cancel an appointment. This is for those unforeseen circumstances because it just pads our time just a little bit. It's just a little bit of a padding to help us out because those cancellations are what really, really hurts a small business. And I can't tell you, even though those unforeseen circumstances happen, when you don't have a cancellation policy in place and you allow your clients to cancel without any kind of um, financial policy in place or a cancellation policy in place, when you allow that to happen, some kind of psychological thing happens where they don't really take your appointments as seriously and they tend to cancel more often without repercussions. And I've noticed that in the time that I've spent as an injector. And again, clients, this is not, this is not an attack. You know, this is, I'm not saying anything bad about, about you guys. I love you guys. But if you have, like, I'm going to tell you straight up, if my therapist did not have a cancellation policy, I may wake up one morning and be like, I really don't want to talk about my feelings. I'm going to cancel. And I would probably do that more times than not versus if I know I'm going to pay $150 for missing my appointment, I'm really going to think about if I really should miss that appointment. And that's true for everybody because I can't tell you how many, I think I've said I can't tell you how many times, but it's true. There's so many times that we have uh, had clients call to cancel their appointment outside of or inside of that 48-hour window. And Bria, our amazing, amazing receptionist, will remind them that there's a cancellation policy in place that they signed upon making their appointment that states that they will be charged $100 for canceling their appointment within that 48-hour window. I can't tell you how many times the clients are then like, you know what, just keep me on the schedule then. What? What happened? Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's a number of things. Sometimes they made an appointment with somebody else. Maybe they're getting their hair done or maybe they're getting their lashes done or maybe they have a doctor's appointment. Either way, I guarantee there's occasions where the other appointment that they made probably have a cancellation policy in place. And so now they're trying to figure out which one can I cancel and reschedule. And that's great. I get it. Life is busy. 
But for myself, for my business, I want my clients to keep their appointments because again, if they don't, it's really hard to get those filled last minute. So, you know, then moving forward, now you have those clients that really, really do have those unforeseen circumstances happen. Let's say they, you know, broke their leg, God forbid. Do you, do you have an exception? Do you not charge them? My answer to this is you still charge them the cancellation fee. And I know that that sounds cold hearted, but again, what I remind my clients, I know you're going through some hard times. Um, and I don't even know if, if it's, you know, worth me, you know, coming back. I think that it's a good extra step to have these conversations with your clients when they cancel. Some people just charge it and then, you know, they leave it to the birds to figure it out after that. I will, I will communicate this to my clients. Like, I understand that you're going through a hard time. I totally get it. This fee is not to punish you. This is not to punish you. This is merely a protection of my time. And it's a fraction of the cost for your treatment. And it's a fraction of the cost of what it costs to run my business. So it just, it just pads our missed appointment just a little bit, just helps me a little bit. And, and then I try to, you know, say, let me reschedule you or, you know, please let me know when I can reschedule you. And, um, and I haven't lost too many clients when I've had those conversations. So, you know, at the end of this, cause I, just another example, cause I think that this is nuts, but we're all a little crazy. Um, I had a client that her child had the flu and we told her about the cancellation policy and she's like, well, fine, I'm just going to bring my sick child in. First of all, please don't do that. Um, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get my kids sick. I don't want to get other people in the office sick. I get the frustration. I really, really do. But again, and, I, and a lot of times I know that you guys are having a bad day when these things happen. Like your kid is sick. They're having exorcist vomiting going on. You had to call in from work. You're going to have to miss your Botox appointment. You know, in that moment, it's frustrating. And so I know that the last thing you want to hear is that now you're going to have to waste $100 because you have to stay at home. I get it. I really do. I really do. I've been in this position. It sucks. But again, it all goes back to the same thing. My cancellation policy is in place to protect my time. I know that you're dealing with a sick kiddo, and I'm sorry that you're dealing with a sick kiddo. Fortunately, you cannot bring the sick kiddo into the premises and risk getting other people sick. Stay home with that baby. Make sure the baby gets better. Make sure that you, you know, are okay yourself. And then come back in and see me. And yes, you have $100 that we've cut your losses or that you can cut your losses on. But I promise you we work with our clients to get that $100 back, whether it's through loyalty programs or promos. I personally would try to do that. But in that moment, I do enforce the cancellation policy because, again, it is a protection of your time, not a punishment to the client. So, yeah. 23 minutes of talking about that. And I really do. I think it's important. I would love to hear any rebuttals or any questions or any advice on how to continue to have these cancellation policies in place for clients to help, to help clients understand. Cause I really do. I think that this industry is such an elective type of program that I think that there's a little bit of entitlement and there's entitlement on the injector side, but there's also entitlement on the client side. Entitlement's okay sometimes, but 
I just, I hope that hearing the perspective of why we have these in place helps the client to understand why and maybe not be so mad at us when we do enforce these things. And, and also know, you know, as much as I don't want to lose clients, if you're, if you're somebody where you're like, I can't afford to lose $100 for canceling an appointment and I can't predict the future and know, you know, when I'm going to have to miss an appointment and I can't afford it, there are places out there that don't have cancellation policies in place that may be a better fit for you moving forward. And I say that very gently because I love my clients. I never want to try to push them, you know, to another place. But at the same time, like, I understand that as well. And, you know, for me as a, as a small business, dealing with clients like Jane who have lied about reasons why they cancel or clients that have no-showed their appointments or clients that have canceled their appointments literally five minutes before their appointment. And have gotten mad at me for it and said, you know, well, I'm rescheduling. Can't you just roll it into my visit? Hear me out. You missed your appointment. That was for an hour long. I charge you $100. I then take off $100 from your next appointment. Maybe you show up. Maybe you don't. What if you don't show up and then I again do that for your next one? I don't know. Either way, there still is the issue of that appointment that was missed that time that was missed, that energy which was misplaced. That is the whole reason why we have cancellation policies. So I hope for injectors that this was really good information and useful if you struggle with enforcing a cancellation policy or if you're on the fence with whether or not to have one in place. And I hope that this was useful information for the client to understand why we do have these in place. And, um, and so that's, that's the takeaway is, you know, if you don't have one in place and you're thinking about it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I think the more med spas that have them in place, the more normalized it'll become and the more accepted it'll be by clients. So next week, we're going to continue on this aesthetic journey. And just to kind of forecast into the future, you guys, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to everything that God has been like putting into my brain like little nuggets of things to talk about because I want to utilize this platform as much as possible um, for, you know, the purpose that God has for me and um, and for aesthetics, even though I think God still has a purpose in that too. But we're going to do this aesthetic season. And then after that season, I really want to talk to my sober sisters or my sober curious people because we're going to talk about alcohol-free lifestyles and why sober is sexy and just some feel good stuff. So if you are following along, keep following along, share this with your friends, share it with your family, your coworkers, subscribe and leave me a rating and a review and, um, and all the shares, all the shares. So I look forward to talking. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. I look forward to talking to you guys next week on the next episode of sex, love and injectables. Bye.